if you're looking to have more respect, more influence with the people around you and the content you make online, then you're going to want to tune into this week's episode. Have you ever heard a story that just made you feel, wow, I'm ready, I'm fired up? A story that captures everyone's attention and gets you to spread it to all your friends? Or how about a story that creates real impact and connection with the audience? Why do stories do this? And how can we create stories like this in business? I've been obsessed with figuring these questions out. I've been starting and failing multiple online businesses now for two years, struggling to find an audience I truly wanted to serve. It wasn't until I discovered my dream customers were struggling with these exact questions, except I didn't know where to find these people. I hopped on a plane to the US to attend a marketing conference that I met my dream customers, and I saw firsthand how powerful stories really are. After that, I went all in on my hunch. If you're looking for the real secrets behind how stories can get your audience fired up, to take action, and to change their lives through your words, this podcast is for you. My name is Jules Dan, and this is Storytelling Secrets. Hey, welcome back to another episode of Storytelling Secrets. I'm Jules Dan, your host. Super excited to share with you um, some lessons on persuasion, especially if, uh, say, you want to be a leader of a tribe online, which is probably a great recommendation if uh, you want to uh, you know, grow your influence, have this little tribe of people, grow your email list. Um, and I'm always on the lookout for what makes a, a really likable and persuasive leader. And this week, I've been binge watching the crap out of the show called Vikings. And I've been watching Vikings with my girlfriend, Gabby, We're up to season three now. And there's five seasons. So I haven't seen all of it. I won't spoil all the secrets. Um, but there's some interesting things you should take away from this. Um, and I'm going to entertain you with the story. Okay. So basically the story starts in Vikings where there's this, there's this, uh, farmer guy, <laughs> farmer guy, there's this farmer called Ragnar Lothbrok, actually a really historical character. And he was sick of raiding um, in the eastern lands of Russia and stuff, and he knew there was more opportunity just through intuition if they sailed west and raided some other lands. And the Earl of, of that time, which is basically just like their leader, their king, was adamantly opposed to it, did not believe it. And it wasn't until Ragnar had a few secret meetings, um, got a few people and organized one ship. They built the ship so they could go through the ocean um, because most people at that time didn't think it was possible. And uh, they successfully raided the first monastery in Lindersburg, which is actually historically accurate. They took back all this plunder, all this treasure, and um, people could see that Ragnar's vision was pretty much a reality. Like, it could actually happen. And I don't want to go into the full depths of the story, but um, a lot of what happens in season two is that there there's three leaders of the Viking clans, I would say. So there's there's Ragnar, there's Jarlborg, and there's King Hovrik. Now, they all originally had a vision... Ragnar had the mission and the vision of going across to, to England to go back and... Um, raid even more and get more land and more treasure and all that sort of stuff. And it, slowly it starts to evolve that you can see the other two leaders that their and that their ambition or their agenda, I would say, is 
you could slowly, slowly start to see that it's it's not quite what Ragnar's originally was. And some, some of the reasons why I believe that Ragnar turned out to be one of the most influential person and why everyone wanted to follow him and was fiercely loyal to him. Okay, so there's a few, few telltale signs. Okay, the first one, or the first mistake, I should say, that uh, Jarl Borg made was that he was always seeking for revenge. Um, so what happened was that Ragnar turned down Jarl Borg. He said, I don't want you to come raid with me. Didn't give her a good reason why. Um, but, so that really pissed um, Jarl Borg off and that caused him to want to take over Ragnar's hometown, his land. And all he wanted was revenge. Eventually, I don't want to spoil it too much, but there's bad news that happens for him later. Revenge is one of the worst. It's like jealousy, um, envy. It's not a good emotion you want to have as a characteristic. And he tried to take over Ragnar's people with intimidation rather than courtesy. Um, maybe back then, that's what you got to do. I don't know. Uh, but it was uh, a critical ingredient that sabotaged his success. He was greedy envious and jealous right and the the second guy who you think was going to be a contender to sail across and go to england with because that's what originally happened with hovrick um so hovrick and ragnar they went to england together unfortunately when they got there they learned that the third guy borg had invaded ragnar's land so that caused ragnar to go all the way back to england and uh, Hovrick was left to fend for himself. He got his party got pretty much slaughtered, and so he was. After that moment, all Hovrick wanted to do was to get you guessed it revenge on the king who invaded his his um, little camp and pretty much killed everyone. And he only escaped with a few people. That's how he's alive, actually. So it it, it turned from. Um, wanting to raid together with Ragnar and having this vision of just prosperity and exploring and and uh, giving back to people. And it, he was always telling people, all they want to do is kill King Ekbert. All they want to do is kill, kill King Ekbert. So um, he was just telling everyone his plans that that's all he wanted to do rather than staying true to his vision. And... Um, Eventually, you know, he tried to conspire against Ragnar. I'm, I'm giving so many spoilers here, by the way. He tried to conspire against Ragnar. That was bad news. You know, he's telling his plans to all of Ragnar's most loyal people. And um, that was bad news for him as well. <laughs> and here's the reason why everyone stayed true to Ragnar. Ragnar Lothbrok. Okay, he had that one burning desire at the very beginning. And he did not sway from it. He knew he wanted to go west. He knew he wanted to explore. He knew he uh, wanted to find all these places with treasure and bring people along with him to start a new life, basically. He hadn't deviated from that at all. Whereas the other two leaders change course. And how does it actually relate to you and your stories and your content online and just doing your thing online? whether it's building a business, got a freelance service, you got a paid product or anything like that. And you're probably in the start, like first five years, like I am. Okay, you probably, it's probably not a good idea if you want that influence and if you want to be influenced, if you want to have that influential aura, you want to be respected. This is what I found is that if 
you're always con- if you're always constantly updating people on the latest idea that you've got, you just saw TikTok, you just saw someone had 20,000 views on TikTok and they just started um, and then you're telling everyone, oh, I would love to get on TikTok and start doing this um, or every time you just get this brain fart, you just tell everybody and don't do anything about it. That is what's going to put you a bit lower. That's what, it, that's what uh, King Hovrick was doing basically. He was telling everyone his plans all I want to do is uh, get get revenge on King Eckbert. Yet he was struggling to do take action on that and didn't quite do it. That makes you a lot less believable in the eyes of people around you who trust you. Okay, and if you're the kind of person who tells people on Facebook or tells people on LinkedIn or emails your list saying I'm thinking of doing this, I'm thinking of doing this, but then you know actually don't have a roadmap in front of you or you haven't actually taken action maybe you've just told them from step zero instead of when you're at step five and then you actually announce it then wouldn't that make more sense that people aren't going to trust you the next time you tell them a new idea a new idea and i'm definitely not saying this as hey you should be doing this you should be doing that this is just from my own personal experience i used to be that person where I would say to my girlfriend all the time, to my parents all the time, to my friends all the time, just because I'd see them really often, hey, they just, they'd just ask you, like, how's it going? And I'd just give my life story. Um, and I've what I've learned now from isolation is that the less sort of frequent updating that you're giving people, the more sort of, not necessarily mysterious, but... The, more, the less time you frequently update them and you just give them like your results, then all of a sudden they trust you more. They believe you more. And that's the foundation of being more influential and respectful, wouldn't you say? Whereas if you just have one vision, one idea, you, you, t- you do the secret meeting like Ragnar, you go across um, without the other Earl's permission like Ragnar, and you just get it done. Then you come back and say, hey, everyone, this is a really great plan. You should come along and here's my proof and his proof was a gold. Wouldn't that make much more sense in your stories if it worked like that? And I know so many people right now, so many gurus right now are preaching, document the journey, document the journey. It's the best way to create content. Absolutely, I agree as well. However, <laughs> unless it's like a done with me challenge and you know you're going to get 100% results and you're just drip feeding everyone content as you go um, and if this pattern keeps happening where you don't produce a result, who's going to believe you? So my recommendation to you is um, have a vision in mind and do all the stuff you need to do. Obviously, you need to do that. And obviously, record everything so you do document the journey. But if you are going to you know, show the, the journey that goes forward, make sure you've got a result ready to go, ready on the other side. And that's going to get you a lot more influence and respect from people who do know you and you do share your plans and your ambitions with, but also people you don't know you on the social platforms because there's going to be people who lurk, who don't comment, who don't like, and they could have been the perfect client for you, but you're just you're just revealing too much without anything to show for it. And uh, that's the episode today with um, a little bit of a lesson from Viking times and growing your business online. What a connection right there, right? Otherwise, um, let me know what you think. I'd love to know if you think my analogy is complete BS or if you think it reflects the truth because 
um, it'd be great to hear your opinion too. And the great, best way for you to leave your opinion will be to leave a review on iTunes, or if you can, or you can email me that little snippet I thought to info at julesdan.com. I'd love to hear your thoughts, but otherwise, but otherwise, I'm going to see you on Thursday for the podcast. See you then.